and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by Carol Langley Florist, with myself, Dean Nussbaum, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stand Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, it's Mr. Paul Evie. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is episode number 305. Thanks to everyone who tuned into last week's show, and again, a huge thanks to Nigel for sparing us some time to update us and uh, give us some really useful information much appreciated it is still available along with all of our other uh, interviews and shows wherever you get your podcast from so don't worry you haven't missed it you can still go back and listen to them he's at the top of the show but this week we move on we've only got one match to review this week and a quick news roundup but first a quick yeah. intro to our new altered alternated alternated yeah. Podcast sponsor. So they have swapped rounds. So the podcast is now sponsored by Carol Langley Florist, who are an established florist. They're based in Chinkford, who specialise in bespoke flowers, sourced from the finest growers in the world, and they can do anything from a simple thank you to tailored weddings or event packages, and they are here to help and are also offering 15% off to all O's fans and staff, which would give you a massive saving on any cost that you have, whether it's a wedding, bar mitzvah, event, whatever you want to get flowers for, they can do it for you. So to get in touch with John and the team of Experience Florist, you can give them a call on 0208 529 4130 and they are on social media. You can find them on Twitter at Carol Langley E4 or you can find John at S6Biz on Twitter. They are also on Instagram under Carol Langley Florist and they are also on Facebook at Carol Langley Florist. So give them a shout out for all of your flowering needs and welcome to the podcast sponsorship, John, and your fantastic team. Absolutely. Uh, moving on then to the Supporters Club now for the next two away trips at Stevenage and Tranmere, which are our next two. We've got Barrow next week, and then we are away on the road back-to-back. Back. Stevenage on Saturday the 21st of January. Coaches leave the Supporters Club at midday for a 3 o'clock kickoff. Cost for that one is £25 your adults, 22 your concessions. Children travel for just £13. Uh, coaches off to Tranmere on the 28th of January. They leave at 8.30 for a 3 o'clock kickoff. That's a little bit more because you're going further. That's £42 for an adult, £39 concessions, and kids for that one are £21. If you're not a member of the Supporters Club, there is a small surcharge of just £3, and all children must travel with an adult. And obviously those prices don't include your match day ticket. To book onto either of those or any of the future trips, you can go into the Supporters Club on a match day or you can call the travel line directly on 07507 539 579. Nicely done. So we'll move on into the six days that were at Leighton Orient as our last podcast was on Monday the 2nd of January. So to a Tuesday the 3rd of January, quiet day at the club. There was a video interview they put out with Director of Football Martin Ling in which he talked about the transfer window and the four players who had been offered new contracts as exclusively revealed on last week's podcast. Absolutely. Wednesday, the 4th of January, another quiet day at the club amid rumours that South End defender Sean Hobson was on the verge of signing for the O's. Note that nothing's materialised from that, Mr. Yeah. And the confirmation <laughs> that fans' favourite title winning and ex Orange striker Macaulay Bond had been released from his contract at Queen's Park Rangers. Lots of excitement about that on our timeline and on the LOFC timeline on Twitter. Yeah, begging, possibly misplaced. Begging Bond to sign. I'm still not convinced. We will see on that one. I'd love to be proved wrong. I agree. I'd love him to come back as I think most fans would and I know I saw a lot of it never works a second time but I think this would be different because A, he's not at the end of his career. Yes. B, there's a title, another title for him to potentially put on his CV uh, and he's well loved and respected here and I think it would just fit really well the question mark is obviously around his wage demands in the fact that he was on circa 10 to 15k a week at QPR technically now he is unemployed because he's obviously yeah. had his contract paid up he wants to be playing football there are clubs higher up the pyramid than us that could offer him more than what we could offer yeah. him and offer him still a good chance of getting a promotion with them going out of league one into the championship yeah, we will see. Love, we just don't know. Love to see him back in an orange shirt. Fingers yeah. crossed on that one. So Thursday, the 5th of January, the club announced they'll be playing National League Southside, Welling United, in a friendly. This coming Wednesday, the 11th of January, kicks off at 7pm for the extended Orient team to get important match minutes. Thoughts on that one? It's a positive that we've obviously got a game for them to get the minutes. <laughs> and I'm sorry to sound like a negative detractor here, but why are we trekking to Welling? 
I know that Dan Nakroon was on loan there. I know he scored yesterday as well. I'm, <laughs> oh, well, did he? I'm well aware of I'm that. I, top I think he did. Um, I'm pretty sure someone said that Nakroon scored. I think they lost the game though. But okay. that, notwithstanding that, why aren't we playing the team down the road like Dagenham? Why aren't we playing the West Ham youth? Why aren't we playing um, Concord Rangers? Or why aren't we playing Billericay? Someone closer to Brentwood, Bishop Stortford, like myriad Potter's Bar, like myriad of clubs at a decent level yeah. that we could play rather than trekking all the way down to Welling. I, I, that's just my view. Bearded legend is staggered. At I don't want to stand on my soapbox for too long, but it's just like if it was more local, I'd be more inclined to say, do you know what? Go down there. I'll go down and watch that. I'm not going to Welling. Yeah. Even if the entrance was free, I still wouldn't go. Yeah. Okay, we'll so see. So far on a Wednesday night. See who What's goes down there. I imagine a few O's will make the um, journey. Oh, Interest, no doubt. Interesting to see who he plays in that one. There's lots of people who, you know, haven't played regularly, been on the bench a long time. Might expect Sweeney to play that one. I expect to see Sergeant. Harry Smith is one who we were talking about at yesterday's yeah. game. If You'd imagine Smith will probably play some part in that. He's not played a competitive game of football in I don't even know how long since the sub appearance for Exeter many yeah. moons ago you'd imagine Smith will play some part in that one obviously um, the club's goal scorer in uh, Shyness has been uh, well recognised um, yeah. in the last couple of weeks so be interesting to see who else gets some more time there. Does Adam Thompson play another 45 minutes 90 to get his do you risk up? him do you risk him after yesterday's performance going to be a lot of questions uh, well, it'll be interesting to see uh, who plays if any trialists appear as well there's always a random trialist yeah. uh, appears so it'd be interesting what team he lines up and who gets the minutes he hasn't played since Saturday the 8th of October so I imagine whether Three he's months. in Wellington's plans then or maybe not he'll get some football Obiero not seen Obiero playing yeah. he's on near his squad so yeah be a good run out Stephen young. Duke McKenna yeah absolutely the guys that sit on the bench that don't get on basically yeah so if you go in let us know how you get on there I'm sure the club will publicise it and yeah. I think last time we done something like that Richie Wellington's got a couple of minutes on at the end I think you're right he did yeah someone. so interesting that one the club also revealed their nominations for December's goal of the month as follows some absolute corkers in here Charlie Kelman versus Bradford City Tom James versus Bradford City <laughs> Royal Satori versus Bradford City <laughs> a theme here yeah and Paul Smith versus Sutton United all good goals from what I remember uh, yep. for me has to be out of Tom James that goal against Bradford where he receives the ball from the corner and just top bins it as a thing of beauty yeah but Paul Smith's one against Sutton United was also a really great goal for overall I'd give that one to Tom James personally okay. just because at that point it was just an absolute world and we had such a good view of it from where we were in the yeah. north. even though it was in the north end of the ground from the south you just saw it perfectly you're just looking on because you're looking on it was I agree I think Kelman um, will be hard pressed not to good goal as well uh, like the way he's taking it around the keeper he's still had a lot of work to yeah. do but just I think from pure kind of like techers and, and or whatever you want to call it yeah, it's, it's going to be a tight one between Tom James and Paul Smith. So from being in the ground yesterday and getting into the ground when I did, they were doing the presentations um, then. So I definitely I saw Imar Beckles get November for his goal against um, Stockport. So yeah. when we spoke about it, it was like Paul Smith's header. That, uh, George Monker's penalty. Penalty, yeah. And then it was either Pratty's header or Beckles' rebound. So Beckles won November. Which is I'm, fair. I'm pretty sure Paul Smith got the award yesterday his goal against Sutton. So most other seasons, that Tom James goal doesn't only win goal of the month, it probably wins goal of the season. season yeah. This season, it doesn't even win goal of the month. <laughs> yeah. It's mad, isn't it? I mean, I'd hate to be the guy that does all the video <laughs> roundup for goal of the season or just a montage oh, mate. of all the videos, yeah. of all the goals from this season. There's some absolute corkers in there. We're not scoring off your bum, off your thigh, tapping, six-yard poaching goals. We are scoring world-class goals here. Incredible. I mean, Tom James can have his own goal of the season competition. Paul Smith can already have his own goal of the yeah. season competition. Theo, Theo Archibald has now scored two amazing goals this season. The way to Carlisle, and obviously we'll talk about um, yesterday's game shortly. But some immense goals. Long, long may it continue later, Norrie. Absolutely. Just a quick point. Um, two former Orient managers joined fellow League Two club Gillingham. Kenny Jackett joined as director of football and Andy Hessenthaler joined as director of recruitment. They've got a new owner there now, an American guy. So he's obviously looked to uh, an American property magnate of some sort. Um, but So obviously he's looking to the experience that Jackett and Hessenthaler yeah. can do. And, and to be fair, Kenny Jackett knows a good player. He signed Jordan Brown. Yeah. Signed Paul Smith. 
So yeah, Darren Pratt, you know, he's 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 got an eye for it, and I'm sure Andy Hessenthaler will help help him with that as well, and some sort of consultancy type type uh, arrangement yeah. there. So it does work, especially if the guy knows a nothing about football in 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 the UK, huh. uh, and b if he's not going to be here all the time, he needs people like our club. To yeah, run. it's a good model. Big big ask to keep them in the football league. Mm. Foot of the yeah, uh, they are. Table. They are. They are, yeah, literally, so they are literally national league bound. They the are. I'm sure Jack and Essendon will probably get them out of there, but I guess we'll see. Um, they were in the FA Cup yesterday and lost one 0 to Leicester, so that's not a bad result. For no, them. not at all for them. It's much needed income, I would uh, absolutely dare say. So Friday the sixth of January, the club launched the voting for Player of the Month for December. Every player uh, who's played at least two matches, including at least one start, has been nominated for the awards so we wish all the players good luck I think for me it's got to be Dan Happy I think Jordan Brown might run him close I think Brown had a very decent December but I think Happy especially given what's happened uh, in the last week yeah. or so I think Happy deserves that one for December I think he was a immense and a difficult month for the team so yeah. see who wins that when that one gets announced yeah, absolutely good luck to everyone there non-league club Burnham FC issued the statement to advise the O's have signed defender Ethan Light uh, on a permanent transfer Martin Ling had mentioned in his video that the club put out earlier in the week as we'd mentioned uh, so welcome to the club Ethan our club haven't as yet I'm sure that there's something will come up uh, very soon and obviously don't really know anything about him so I can't start telling you how he plays, what he's like, yeah. left, right footed. I don't think anyone really can, but it's, it's a position we'll always need. Shad was the last time I remember us doing something like this, played with the youth, got, yeah. got his fitness levels up, got him to be where he needs to be um, and see how we get on. Yeah, it's very highly thought of in the uh, statement of Burnham FC. I don't know if you read it. It was quite did, a long yeah. statement, actually. They think really highly of it. Talked a lot, but didn't really say that much. Basically, so we wish Ethan all the best in his Leighton Orient career. Also, Absolutely. on Friday, the club released a video interview with Richie uh, Wellens ahead of the upcoming fixture with Doncaster Rovers. Some good news in the fact uh, that he said Paul Smith would be fit for the upcoming game, but this was overshadowed by the news that Dan Happy would more than likely be out for the rest of the season. He also said Shadogi could be out for up to eight weeks, which is a long period to be away, and that there would be no signings made before the Doncaster game. So, good update there from the club. I think, as we said last week, Massive blow to lose Dan Happy. He's been immense um, this season. Lots of love for Dan on our Twitter timeline. Hopefully, um, he can get himself fit by the end of the season. Not that I think we'll need him. You know, hopefully by that point we've already got automatic promotion and hopefully we've already got the championship yeah. tied up. It's not like we need him back for the playoffs. Touchwood. Um, obviously, Shad another massive shame. Waits ages to get oh, his chance. Gets his luck. chance and gets injured within the same yeah. game. Uh, it does seem from the interview though. Richie might have been digging out someone who they might have been after. Richie kind of mentioned wanting the right type of players who weren't here for the money. Mentioned money quite a lot in terms mm-hmm. of um, what was out there. So maybe it felt like a dig at maybe a potential transfer target who they'd spoken to who may be more interested in the uh, dollar signs in front of him than opposed to actually playing yeah. for late and Orient. So interesting That's interview there. It's always the problem with a January signing. You're signing reinforcements, so the player pretty much knows that you need them. Yes, a lot needs, yeah. maybe more than they need you yeah. but then if they're not doing well at their club this is a great opportunity for them to go out and get those minutes and if they're out of contract get a contract for next season play themselves into someone's contention um, so it works both ways yeah. uh, I think but yeah I, I do feel that there's some players that have probably just come out and gone right how much are you paying me not really fussed or focused on whether or not they're going to be um, playing that much or even committed to, to, to the yeah. cause that we're about and quite frankly we don't want those players and, and Rich is absolutely right there's no point pulling the, pushing the button on players that aren't going to add value to us no yeah. don't need that at all and, and yeah the attitude of some players absolutely surprises me or their agents absolutely surprises me that you need to be playing football your 100% focus and effort and attention should be on getting matches I think it's um, interesting to see I think we were speaking about this before that Stephen Edge have already signed two very good uh, league two players in. Yeah. they've signed Forster Kasky and, and they uh, signed someone else I don't know who it was but I think a few people were like that's a good signing so I think there's a bit of frustration yeah. amongst the fan base in terms of we still seem to be dallying maybe a little bit yeah. um, where Stevenage have made two good improvements in quite a short space of time obviously the quote transfer committee unquote uh, argument will keep raising its head hopefully this week we'll see um, some new additions to the Leighton Orient. Yeah, they signed Daryl Baldwin from Wickham. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, the club all of, have often spoken about their their 
the transfer committee, what's going on. They've always got a rolling yeah. list of names of people that come up and go off and, you know, traffic light systems and all that kind of stuff. And it does surprise me that we don't, we aren't as kind of uh, prompt at making out, doing our business at the end. If you've known about these players early on and you're feeling out and you're doing your background search, your due diligence, like we don't want to rush and get the wrong player, but by the same token, like we have obviously got in every position on the board players who if something yeah. happens so that we're prepared and it's not like oh my god we need a right back and we've not researched anybody if you remember last year we had exactly the same conversation when Tom James was out for the season if you catch your mind back I do yeah. and then we shout. all wanted a right back and they signed Dan Moss on like the 13th of January and you're like why have you signed an inexperienced right and he right got done in, jet in December <laughs> so it was a month later yeah. so yeah I mean I'm sure that there's reasons that players change their minds or their agents muck up deals to get them a big, bigger contract or commission elsewhere or, or, or what not but it does show you that I'm looking at the, the, the amount of transfers that have been done this month there's dozens in, yeah. on, on this list so why aren't we kind of in there when we need reinforcements? I think, I don't know if everyone's watched it, but obviously Orient was pretty heavy featured on ITV4 um, yesterday. Yeah. And they did do an interview with Wellens. And Wellens did say, I guess in his defence, in the committee's defence, this is the worst weekend to be trying to sign a player. True. Because it's FA Cup weekend, there's players who aren't getting a look in. He said they were looking at two centre-backs from the Championship specifically. He said these players have been nowhere near the squad's for league games however this weekend both of those players are in the 18 man squad for their teams and I think if we dug hard enough we'd probably be able to figure this out if we had like a spare three hours you could probably do it by the process of elimination by going through enough squads to find out who they were so he did say if this was a normal league game weekend we probably would have got these players in for this game yeah. however they're in the squads for their respective championship teams so I guess we'll find out who they are, hopefully, earlier yeah. this week. It's another mitigating so, reason. I understand that. Yeah. yeah. But it just seems that there's a sort of slight frustration that, you know, we yeah. do all the due diligence, all the homework on them, like, we should have them lined up for the 2nd of January and go, boom, so then we don't have that problem where know. they're yeah. like, oh, it's FA Cup weekend. I'm like, no, you, we've signed you, you're done. Like, you're not, you're not doing that. I guess the other argument is, and Link said this on ITV4, is that they were looking for a number four and a number nine. However three centre-backs get injured or suspended within the same game then your priorities change Absolutely. so where you were looking is now a completely different route to where, yeah. what you were doing so yeah, yeah mitigating circumstances but interesting nonetheless completely agree so let's move on then uh, as we now talk about um, Saturday the 7th of January the Young O's were in action at home against Brentford kicking off at 11 o'clock as it was unfortunately the Young O's lost to a goal in the 69th minute as the game ended up 1-0. So unlucky to the young Yeah, guys. massively unlucky. So the main event yesterday was the Doncaster Rovers at home, also known as the Pizza Kitchen and the Richie Wellens Derby. As always, we ran a Twitter poll before the game to find out how you thought the O's would get on. We had 285 votes in this one. Not bad at all there. Very nice. Mr Levy, quite close between lose or draw. 25% of those votes thought the O's would lose. 28% thought the O's would draw. And another overwhelming majority, 47% of you thought the O's would get the win. So, as always, thank you to the 285 of you who voted in that one. Much appreciated. So, at 2 o'clock, the team was announced. Lawrence Vigaru was in goal. James, Brown, Thompson and Hunt across the back four, as it turned out. El Mazzuni, Prattley, Moncur, Archibald with the midfield and Smith and Drynan up, well... Not uh, actually, that's completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> not in that formation at all. But Smith and Drynan played as well. Sergeant on the bench with Sweeney, Clay, Duke McKenna, Satiriu, Wareham, and Charlie Kelman. Yeah, that meant, as expected, there quite a few changes from Monday's starting lineup at Northampton. As Paul Smith got the nod to start, Adam Thompson came in at centre back, as did Aaron Drynan, who also returned to the starting lineup. Also returning was George Monker, whilst Rail Satiriu returned from injury. And was named on the bench. I should say illness. I think that's my bad there. It was time from his illness. So, your views on that one, Mr. Levy? Pretty much as I expected. Uh, I predicted Kelman rather than Drinnen um, on my fan hub team. So, that literally, I got 10 out of 11. But that was quite pleased with that. Uh, I hope our centre-back pairing do well. It was the most anxious kind of position on the pitch. Because yeah. for obvious reasons, I think everyone was expecting that to be a, a real weak spot for us. But yeah, fingers crossed. Good shout. Yeah, although, I mean, there are obvious players missing in that team. If you look at Beckles um, and Happy as your obvious ones. That's still a really good 
uh, League Two team. For it was a massive game for Thompson yeah. uh, and uh, Brown in the centre of defence. Very positive having Smith back in the team. So Great. I was really happy with that. Like you, I got 10 out of 11 on fan hub. I had Jordan Brown though at left back and I thought Rob Hunt would go to left centre back. Um, but what player didn't you have that? Kelman. Kelman. I had yeah. Kelman in for Dryan and so yeah. he's, done, he's done both of us there that old yeah. super Richie. <laughs> he really has kept us guessing. We had probably what I feel the most amount of feedback uh, to a team thoughts tweet that we, we've ever put Hello. out. Uh, Len Chin Chin Wang kicks us off he said defence is the problem with this team feel it's a big ask for a win but sure the lads will do their best the midfield looks weak too the sooner the squad can be strengthened the better an early goal will help come on boys get momentum going and be clinical a testing game yeah good point there from Len Ben Ben 1980 said normal defend from attack need to attack from defence today no jacket ball though please RP Bernstein said I reckon that could be Brown at centre back alongside Thompson Hunt and James at full back no idea which is right or left though rest of the team as normal yeah, so at this point everyone's obviously still guessing who is actually being yeah. played uh, at the back yeah. uh, T Randall 87 said Prattley and Thompson as expected I'm glad it's not Harry Smith as centre back. Well, he wasn't eligible to play yeah. anyway. Edward Edward K five four two one two one nine six said, "Good team, but why is Duke McKenna not starting?" Good point. Billy Carroll GB. Uh, this tweet had a lot of interaction. So Drynan starting is criminal. Tom James at centre back, which it looks like is also criminal. So thankfully, Billy Tom James wasn't at centre back, but uh, appreciate your views on Aaron Drynan. Yeah, well, a lot of people disagreed with him though. To be fair. Yep. Uh, Derby 507 said I think that's as strong a team as we could ask for in the circumstances come on you O's and uh, Dave Brew 47976911 did make me chuckle he yeah. tweeted us by saying if someone says where is Harry Smith I might have to murder someone <laughs> uh, before the match kicked off though there was a minute's applause for all the O's fans who we'd lost in 2022 and also for legendary goalkeeper John Jackson as the O's were looking to be 8th place Doncaster at Brisbane Road for the first time in 25 years. Good start there from ITV4. Yeah, love it. <laughs> so Darren Prattley got the game underway in E10. Nothing much to report in the first 14 minutes. The Lights Vigroo clearance was a bit sloppy and Jordan Brown had to deflect the shot away for a corner from that from which Tom Addison's looping header went well over the bar. Uh, much better from the O's in the 17th minute after Paul Smith looked dangerous. The ball found Theo Archibald on the edge of the box. He put in a decent cross looking for Drynan at the far post but their defender did well to beat him to it, put it out for a corner from which Mitchell had to punch George Moncur's in-swinger away. Good piece of play that. Good cross from Theo. Yeah, decent. On another dangerous. Day, another day he gets some Drynan's head and he buries it. Right. So, yeah. 21st minute in Doncaster Still coming at us as George Miller fired a shot worldwide uh, for the visitors. Yeah, fast forward 14 minutes here to the 35th minute as our first shot at goal came from Theo Archibald after some good build-up play which Mitchell ended up holding. And we worked the ball well at times, I felt. Mm. We haven't mentioned every um, time we've done that, but we've got into some good attacking space. But for some reason, we get to a certain point and then we turn back and play the ball back to the halfway yeah. line. And the momentum and the in- impetus that you've built to get to that point has gone. Whether it's because people aren't moving or whether it's because someone gets nervous and doesn't want to play that ball that then turns over possession, i.e. making a mistake as it might be considered. And they're going back and then and then Doncaster were coming out and, and regrouping. For the first 20 minutes, we had one kind of threat and that was Paul Smith. The ball kept going to Smith all the time, and they very quickly reacted to it and going right. We're just going to put two men on him. Yeah. And once we'd done that, it was back forth, back forth, sideways back. Um. So a bit. Yeah. Got found out a little bit. I think. Yeah. Um. In the first half, the fourth official put up one minute of additional time, and with no action to talk about, a quiet half ended goalless. Attendance was announced at seven thousand four hundred and two in the stadium, with three hundred and eighty-four away fans. Yeah. Big shout out to Brown, I made a note, big yeah. shout out to Brown at this point and Thompson who've been superb. Monker, I thought was quite poor, he's got great feet. When he got in and around the box he showed great feet for them not to take it off him and he had three men around him at one point I remember. Um, Prattley I noted hadn't played a forward pass, he'd done a lot of running around, hadn't played a forward pass <laughs> yeah. um, particularly. Um, he was the one that when we got to that was referring to just a moment ago where we got to that point and then he looks for a pass and he goes back to the halfway line. Yeah. Uh, Theo's been busy really without much to show from it and Smith 
really uh, Paul Smith that is I didn't feel he'd had much to do for that half I, I note your point that we tried to get it out to him but he wasn't really able to get to where he needed to be uh, they were seeing him out that's right I think it's really, yeah, worth noting yeah Brown and Thompson um, were very good um, although they hadn't pelted our box Doncaster with balls yeah, that were coming in so it was pretty comfortable yeah a lot of tweets came in to us uh, at half time W Smith 125 said worst half performance of the season only the front three actually pressing basically playing seven at the back too many chances where the ball goes from inside their box to Vigru and within 15 seconds without a single Doncaster challenge or a touch yeah exactly yeah exactly right Peter Foreman too said that was a poor first half Drinan looks so isolated Moncur playing so deep almost like a third holding midfielder wide players need to be more narrow and support the lone striker I didn't notice with Moncur his hand was bandaged heavily so I don't know whether he's hurt his hand now. Obviously, he had his wisdom tooth out and not been the same player since the wisdom tooth. Then he got an illness. Then he wasn't feeling sharp. And if you noticed yesterday, one of his hands was very, very heavily... Isn't it always bandaged. Like I don't think it was as heavy as what it was yesterday. It looked really it looked like it was being covered. So why are we playing him? And, that, and, that, and that's a rhetorical question. Yeah, why I've not give Duke McKenna a go? Or yeah, put Paul point. Smith in the 10 and put Duke McKenna... Like we've got players that can yeah, good play. Point. So why, why risk a player that's not sharp, not fit, not quite there not yeah. 100% when you've got players literally on the bench who can yeah that's a good point with a slight tweak to the formation or, or the game plan I guess it's when I mean, you've got a player of George Marcos quality I think as a lead too it's hard to leave him out but the problem is we're not seeing that quality yeah no absolutely it's kind of making he doesn't it look like a championship player playing in league 2 yeah. Paul Smith looks like a championship player playing in league 2 yeah I'd agree you, with you, don't, you can't you can't the two aren't on the same level, if you know what I mean. I would expect to see from Moncur what I'm seeing from Smith. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you completely. A good point. Jason Kilby 6. We've looked reasonably solid, but need to get Smith into the game more and take the positive option moving forward. Moncur always stops and goes backwards. Would love to see him drive at their back four. Brown is a legend. Simple as. Or it Matty said, we need to add Jordan Brown to the priority contract list. His adaptability is a massive asset. Another position and a, and great so far That's today. That's a great point, actually. He only signed an 18-month deal, so his contract is up in the summer. Right. Um, I'd expect the club to offer him. I'd be amazed if they yeah, didn't, they especially didn't. based Absolutely. on his performance. Peter Tech E. Uh, so Brown is getting bullied, <coughs> and the second balls always end up at a Doncaster player. The midfielders need to protect them. I didn't notice that. No, neither did I. Good observation there, if correct. So the O's made no changes at half-time. However, did change formation at half-time. Went five at the back with Tom James and Theo Archibald going to wing-backs. Paul Smith picked up a book in in the 50th minute for a late tackle. So fair place to issue for changing it up. Yeah, and he said in his ITV for interviews yeah. as well and I think maybe even I think he points in, in this Dave, yeah. yeah in Dave Victor's interview as well that um, he should have changed it up uh, earlier anyway uh, that's no problem at all 53 minutes on the clock Ruel Saturiu replaced George Monker yeah they did 58 minute a long throw into the Doncaster box caused chaos a Donny player seemed to fall onto the ball block it lots of appeals uh, in the north stand for a penalty but the referee waved them away and gave Doncaster a free kick instead. Apparently, the players were um, gesticulating that he was holding the ball, the, okay. the player, so they couldn't they couldn't get it. So it should have been a handball. Yeah. Again, I don't think the referee was great yesterday uh, at times either. Breaking play in the 59th minute, Jordan Brown went down, needed some treatment. Thankfully, he got up and was okay to carry on. Yeah, on the hour mark, Ruelsa too, who's making a big, big impression yeah. this game. He done well. He won possession from a defender. He tried to marshal the ball out of play. He got fouled, so we got a free kick in a decent position. And from that, we won a corner. From the first one, Tom James had an effort, which was deflected out. He shot actually like it was going in from where we were, mm. and got deflected out for another corner, from which Ruel Satoru controlled the ball, got a shot away, and forced Mitchell into his first proper save of the game. I like Mitchell, their keeper. I think he's a good keeper. Yeah, I think he's, he's got a like career ahead of him. He's only yeah. a good keeper. Yeah, I agree. 68 minutes on the clock, out of nothing. We ended up taking the lead. A long throw-in that eventually came... Out to the Archer. I think it's fair to say that that Darren Prattley headed it on. Yeah. I think Drynan tried to get on the end of it. Their number nine Donker. gets it out of their box, but only as far as Theo. Only as far as Theo, who controlled it on his thigh. I'm pretty sure. I think it's fair to say. And then it sat up beautifully, and he just banged it right in the top left corner of Mitchell's goal. From a, I think that was a good thirty yards out to make it one nil. I mean, as we looked at that, that was on. And looking at all the different angles that I've seen on social media. It's even better when you're looking oh, at it. There's a, what a goal. There's an angle of it in proper slow-mo that the club have put out, in proper slow-mo, 
from the second it leaves his boot, you know it's going in top corner. Yeah. And again, we sit obviously behind the south, and we saw it perfectly. Yeah. Go in, but yeah, I mean Theo obviously came on his podcast um, a couple of weeks ago, said he needed to score more goals, wanted to score more goals. I mean that's a great way to uh, do that. Start the trend of doing that, but again, we said it earlier. I've been treated to some amazing goals this season. Mm. Another one um, that we've seen, and we're so lucky, and it's what Theo's capable of, and. Yeah, Nixon it, it just it, felt, please, Mr. Archibald. felt like when that went in, just a massive sense of relief yeah. over tension release. Tension yeah. release. You could tell in the celebration as well, where he runs over to the management team and they're all following after him. You could just feel like a whole like audible gasp was let out, and it felt a lot more intense. But great goal. Let's have even more from Theo. Amen. <laughs> so one up. Three minutes later, and. In what's been already been an incredible season and a random season, <laughs> it almost became biblical. Skies opened up, torrential rain hit Brisbane Road, along with dozens, maybe even hundreds of green parakeets. Amazing was a treat for the eye, wasn't it? Not seen that before. Crazy. No, I don't. Or maybe once before I've seen that, but yeah, quite an unusual spectacle. And particularly as the heavens, like it felt like monsoon season. It did, but straight after we scored. Yeah, literally straight after we oh. scored. It was <laughs> Someone looking down on us and smiling there. 81 minutes, we're going to fast forward through this now. Second change for the O's. Stephen Duke McKenna came on to replace Paul Smith. Yeah, made perfect sense. Slippery pitch, trouble pitch. Paul Smith Heavy already picked pitch. up a booking, so yeah, made perfect sense. Because you could see sense. the when the players were in the Doncaster box, obviously we're behind the goal, you can just see the waters just sitting. Yeah, the, the ball not even rolling as it should do, just getting stuck no. in the water. 89th minute in one more sub as Aaron Dryland was replaced by Charlie Kelman. Five minutes of time and up on the board and apart from a Doncaster corner in the final minute, there really wasn't much else to talk about as the referee blew the full-time whistle, ending our three-game winless streak to take the points, increase our lead at the top uh, at the top two as we were rocking all over the world. Certainly were. South was singing Super Richie Wellens, uh, which was a nice moment. And Richie gets Theo again, who's already done his applause to the South, gets him back in front of the South and everyone's like chanting Theo, Theo. Nice moment there uh, for Theo. Richie not taking the plaudits there. So after the match, Richie Wellens spoke to um, Dave Victor. As it was a relatively short podcast this week we're going to play the entirety of Richie's interview with Davis he covers the match but also covers uh, some quite decent stuff around kind of transfers and yesterday so here is what Richie had to say post-match to David Duck Richie, thanks for joining us. Congratulations, a huge result, and I imagine you're very proud of that performance. Yeah, I mean, we've one day to train in terms of our lack of bodies. We've had one day training. Training yesterday wasn't great. It wasn't great, if I'm being honest. And um, I'll probably take the the blame for the first half performance because it was a little bit off it. I should have changed shape. We ended up going with a back two because I didn't want to change my two midfield players who have been, at, been outstanding. Um, I didn't want to change the front three. So, um I think second half when we changed and, and played three at the back, I think it, it was quite clear in what we're doing. I think they played three or four or five times um, in the first half because of shape. You know, when you've got tens rolling in and the wing-back giving them width, it can cause you problems if you're not sharp in your mind and you don't shift across the pitch quick enough. And I think that was the case. Even though they didn't have many shots on target, they still caused a few problems. And you know what? I spoke to them before the game and usually I'm quite performance-orientated. But today I just said, I don't care. I don't care how we play. Get it in areas, put it on them. Um, we just want a result. So I think second half, we went long, we scrapped. And I wa- against these, I wanted to make the game physical. I wanted to make it ugly. Um, and that's where we just are at the moment. We, we've got players in the last 15 minutes during an outstanding for 90 minutes. His work rate, his effort, the way he held the ball up. Um, but we did, we did win the game with a moment of quality as well. There have been so many special goals this season and Theo's was outstanding. Yeah, I mean, he, for me, he gets the goal because his work rate, we asked him to start right wing um, because we thought him coming into pockets could, could cause them problems and pin their back five back. It never materialised. Um, and then obviously second half we asked him to play left wing back. So his attitude is, is fantastic, his work rate, you know, and, he, and Theo's one of them players that you can trust always to do a job. And yet another clean sheet, and with that reorganised defence, that really is a very important thing. Yeah, I mean, I was in two minds. My gut was telling me to change it um, and, and go with three at the back. But then I'm thinking, we've actually got one fit centre-back who's not played for three months. So we're going to play three centre-backs against one centre-forward. And it was just like, we decided to go with with the two centre-backs and keep our full-back narrow to look after our tens. But like I said, when we changed it to, to a back three... I thought 
we overpowered them. We put the balls in areas. I think the majority of the game was was played in a half second half. Obviously, the last ten minutes of conditions ruined it as a spectacle and we're just trying to see the game out Jordan Brown demonstrated his versatility very good excellent right back obviously he's a midfield player by trade um, and then he goes and does a job like that I thought he looked really comfortable um, but listen we'll get to work this week because we're not going to get kidded in having a really good game today he's really comfortable no aerial duels no I can't remember any, hardly any balls in the box maybe a corner in the last minute um, but there'll be different tests ahead which means that we can't play Brown at centre-back. It's been a long time since Adam Thompson started. Again, we wanted to try and attack <coughs> more often than not to protect him and try and, try and get him through the 90 minutes. It was a testament to his um, professionalism, his fitness. You know, when, whenever Tom was out, you never worry about his fitness in terms of his lung capacity. It's more his sharpness and match practice. So um, he's come through it really well. Um, and I've said all along, he's, he's, he's a dynamite of a lad. Um, fantastic for the dressing room and he's come in today and he's done job. It was an opportunity to see the strength of the squad and Duke McKenna showed a lot of maturity in the closing Yeah, stage. I mean, we wanted to make sure that we, Smudge has had this issue with, with his quad, so we wanted to make sure he was protected a little bit. <coughs> the pitch in the last 15 minutes was heavy, so we need to make sure we protect him. Duke comes on, we want to see a little bit more of him. We need to... He needs to be switched on a little bit more defensively, but when he gets in the final third, he's got that chop, he's got ability. Um, so hopefully in the next you know, six, seven weeks, we'll, we'll see him come to the fore. Any knocks picked up? Um, no, I mean, he'd just be heavy legs. Drinan went off with cramp. Um, so heavy pitch. Again, we've had six, six days, three games. We've had a week, now a game. And now we can just get back to our schedule now. Home again, Barrow, they hit form, haven't they? Terrific results today. To win, 2 1 down to come away at Mansfield and win 3 2. Um, it doesn't matter. Again, we just need to, we've got a point target in mind, and I'm out of games that we need to win, and I'm out of games that need, we need to draw to get us where we, where we won. If you would have offered me five points um, over Christmas with the Stevenage, Newport, and uh, Northampton game, I would have took five points because I know how difficult it is to play. People. You watch Premier League games. When you get when you play three games in six days, they're running on memory. It's no, there's no quality. So for me today, it, was, it wasn't about quality. It was about digging in, making sure that we tried to overpower them in the second half and get a result, and I thought we'd done that. How many new faces could there be before the weekend? Um, again, we'll have to see. We'll, we'll, we want to make sure... I, I, I would imagine if we didn't win this game, I would have got pounded. Why we're not getting a centre-back in? We don't want to sign people as football club. One, that don't want to come for the right reasons. And two, that don't fit into the way that we play. So we've got away one today. I'd say we've got away with it. I think we deserve to win the game in terms of territory. Um, but it was worth the risk in, in waiting and making sure that we're all on the same lines. Uh, sorry, on, on, on the same same line. And um, we have to make sure that we get the right one. And there's, there's probably three or four that we have the possibility of taking. Um, but for them three or four, we have to wait. There's then four under that that, to be honest, we, we don't really want. And finally, the faithful, they played their part as well. I thought it was a little bit quiet first half, um, but that probably matched our performance. It was a little bit flat. You know, sometimes when you are tired, you can feel a little bit sorry for yourself. But um, I thought second half, to went from being really, really quiet to really, really loud. And I think they understood that it's, you know, it's very rarely that... When the ball's bobbling or, or bouncing to my centre-backs or my full-backs, I want them to take a touch and play. Today, obviously, we put it in areas. We've got loads along the And I think when we got that five or six minutes territory at the start of the second half, it gave us a foothold in the game. Um, and then I think Doncaster was after thinking that, hang on a minute, they've changed shape. We can't play, can't play through this shape. So then you're waiting for them to change and counteract what you've done. And, and that never came. So um, I think in the end, it was pretty... Not comfortable because you always won nils, but I don't think Viggs has had a shot to shot to to take against a team that have won three and four and, and on a good one. Thanks. Thank and that was Dave Victor in conversation with Richie Wellens. Thanks very much to Dave, as always, for sending those to us. Lots of interesting talking points there. Transfers coming yeah. in yesterday felt that we deserved it which on the balance of play I, thought, yeah. I felt a draw was probably a fair result there but I'm never going to knock a win I felt I watched again ITV4 I watched Doncaster Rovers manager, manager interview and he thought it was, he kind of quite close as well yeah and, but he was like well done to Warren seemed like a nice guy hopefully yeah. they uh, I reckon they'll probably be up there yeah. based on yesterday's performance so yeah 
lots of talking points there from Richie, hence playing the entire interview. It's probably worth doing that. So thanks again to Dave for sending that over. So that win sees us stay top. We've now played 25, only 21 games left. One seventeen, drawn five, lost three, 23 goal difference, uh, positive and 56 points. Stevenage in second place didn't play. So we've gone five points clear of second place. They did beat Villa today. They've got, who have they got in the next Stoke, round? Stoke, is it? Stoke, yeah, someone at home in the next round. Hopefully they'll be distracted by that. Their tie is the week before, sorry, the week after we play them. So oh, hopefully, hopefully they're distracted oh, by that one. it's the last week of January, so the next yeah. round. Yeah, and yeah. we are now 17 points above Carlisle United, who didn't play yesterday right. in fourth place. So that gap keeps on getting bigger away from fourth place, which is what it's all about. So Absolutely. very happy there. Your views on yesterday in the John Day? Um, fairly short and, and to the point that was a, clearly a much needed win uh, from us much needed win I don't think it was the greatest game uh, it was obviously as it turns out um, from our viewpoint we're, we're a bit stunted I think where we sit because we, we sit behind play and you get the better views obviously in the it's east and, yeah, and, and the west so it is hard to see um, the tactical aspects that are going on so clearly that was quite a tactical game because yeah. like you said their manager on ITV4 was talking a lot about what they do with and without the ball yeah. and their phases of play and stuff like that so clearly a great tactician and met another great tactician and it was really one moment of brilliance that separated the two sides and that was obviously Theo Archibald and what a what an absolute piece of brilliance that was I'm, everyone said it uh, I'm not uh, alone in this but a special shout out to Jordan Brown and Adam Thompson J- Jordan Brown in particular because he's playing in probably the third position that he's played in or fourth position he's played this season um, well done to him Adam Thompson is a very very good player not played for three months four months probably not much this season at all and he comes in and plays like he's not not played mm. at all like he's had a full pre-season and a full fixture yeah. list unbelievable player and he played the full 90 I only expected him to play about 60-70 minutes um, given that he's not played but like Richie just said it's not his lung capacity it's just his sharpness so no qualms or issues there kudos to them um, Moncur again with a dour performance for me um, I'd rather as I've said earlier give Duke McKenna more game time okay. Look, when he came on he looked like a really useful player um, really interesting really dangerous player as well he's sharp ready to go why not give him Oh. Ugo, um, for me, love the parakeets appearance as well. Um, <laughs> not you don't get to see that too often, but look, it was three points, a clean sheet. Um, we made a bit of ground on on fourth. We've made a bit of ground on on second. Yeah. I'd rather have points on the board than yeah. games in hand. So, yeah, all in all, very good, very happy with that. Good stuff for you. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about complacency last week. I think that performance was anything but complacent for every player worked hard for the shirt in terms of the press and winning the ball Theo Archibald I think we've already kind of covered it but amazing goal from Theo I think you've just covered it kudos to Thompson and Brown um, especially I thought they both done very well yeah. yes they might not bombarded our box but Brown and Thompson still had to defend yeah. they've done very Shots, well so yeah. I thought they'd done immensely well I thought Rob Hunt done really well as well obviously moved into a centre back position as part of the three mm-hmm. at half time thought he'd done uh, really well created himself well um, I mean what Adam Thompson, fourth choice centre back, really behind Beckles, Happy, and Ogie, and he puts in a performance like that. Definitely going to give Richie Wellen some food for thought. Um, mentioned the first half looked very one dimensional, just looking for Smith. But obviously the half time changes that Richie done sorted that out. Rigaru probably won't have an easier clean sheet to make. Yeah. Uh, I don't like to dig out players. George Moncur fairly anonymous, I would say in that one. A few nice little touches, but didn't really do anything I think Aaron Drynan will, will take a bit of flack but I think that's a bit unfair actually in that type of game there's literally zero service or service into him yeah. I don't know what people expect him to be doing so a bit harsh there that, that's that's my point in that we I don't feel we need a new striker and I've made, I maybe I'm wrong yeah. but I genuinely don't think we need a good striker we just need to get better service to the ones that we have got Agreed. because yeah. they're feeding off scraps they're chasing and running their backsides off with nothing to show for it. So if you look probably at their stats, they're running the three, four, five miles, whatever it is that a player covers in a game, and they've got nothing to show for it, so all of a sudden they're a terrible striker. No, they're not. They're just the Smiths, the Archibalds, the wingers in, in, in the front three are the ones that are getting the yeah. glory. I mean, that's what I was saying yesterday, in terms of McCauley Bonk had started for us yesterday. He wouldn't have scored, scored because there was no crosses into the Correct. box and there was no, we didn't play that type of game. Yeah. Um, so I feel a bit sorry for Dryan in there I do I keep hearing and when I said it in his post-match I've only really picked up on it the stadium was quiet at points I don't really understand where this is coming from Marshall Taylor's 
tweeted this a few times saying we think it's quiet. I don't Marshall, uh, Matt, if you want to come down and sit in the south with us or sit in the north or the east or the west, come down and sit amongst the fans. And I think you'll hear it's probably not as quiet as what you think it is. And if you need ideas, go and sit amongst the fans, get in it, go and find out what what they want. I, yeah, I feel like Richie dug out the fans a little bit there again for no particular reason. But all in all, felt like a very big three points that did. It felt like a really big game, really big three points in a nervy stadium. And all of a sudden, what, six days ago, need a new squad? All back on track now. It's all happy again. And I think like, I used to think like that a little bit, like yeah. react after a game. But I think, especially from Kent Teague, especially the way Kent looks at it, where he goes, look at it in blocks of games. Don't react to one result. Look at it in blocks of like 12 or 10, like the ball. Look at it. I think that's taught me when we lost in all pounds. So just chill out. Just keep calm. Correct. Like, we're top. We're still top. Like yes. It's not going to change overnight. So just everyone relax. So, so the, your question last week to me about complacency, it's not about that, is it? It's about looking at things more objectively. Absolutely. Than... We'll, we'll, we'll lose again this season. We'll, we'll lose another two or three games. We might go to Stevenage and lose 3-0 and everyone will be like, oh, it's over. Stevenage is going to lose. But I... <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think it will. I just think, think people need to keep calm. We won't win the next twenty-one league games. Do you know what I mean? I think all, if we win half of those, we're up probably as champions. Hopefully, so yeah, very happy. Also, lovely to meet David Mattock yesterday. Yes. So David, great meeting you. Well and one done. final thing that again, ITV Four. Why is Darren Ferguson watching Orient? Now oh, I know Doncaster is his former team, but I was a bit worried. He's just taken over a League One club who have mind. got history of buying from lower leagues. They bought, um, they bought, Hector Le- Kipriani they Kipriani bought loads of people in from the summer lower leagues. Obviously, needs a bit of new blood into that club and he's on our balcony watching our game. Read into that what you will. Maybe it's nothing. Maybe he was invited as a guest to Doncaster. I'd be surprised if he was. Um, but that one, I just thought, oof. I hope he's not watching any of our out-of-contract players, especially <laughs> a little Irish man. We shall see <laughs> on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so it won't surprise you to know there was an overwhelming amount of feedback after this. So thanks to everyone that took the time to send their thoughts to us. And we're going to kick off this week uh, with Tommy Atkinson 6. And again, obviously, we shouldn't have to say this, but we will. Just because we're reading yes. these out, it doesn't mean that we agree with them. Tommy Atkinson 6 said, Finding ways to win with makeshift defence and unfit key players and suspensions got promotion written all over it great point that one painting oriented absolutely crucial and morale boosting win with composed contributions from Tomo and Jordan Brown I mean Jordan Brown was trending uh, probably just on the back of the suites that we got in uh, yeah. basically to us from <laughs> yeah. it we need a swarm You're of welcome. birds more often coming at the same time as our forwards swarming forwards the togetherness of the squad was most palpable today absolutely yeah. agree there are a lot of tweets we're about to read here because everyone says something that has something slightly different in it so bear with us Brant, Ruck, uh, Brant Rucker SC said what a wonder goal by Archibald Royal Saturius hustle and aggression against their captain right outside the box changed the momentum of the game the defence looked great as well this was a very satisfying win great point about Ruel very good point he's not a good starter but he's a good substitute and he has that impact because he's got the hunger the desire and I'm going to prove you that I need to start next game and he plays like he's not going to play again there's a few tweets about Royal changing the game I agree and I think he probably his, did his hustle and hassle was absolutely on point that's why I like Royal yeah, Saturian good point Gary Talbot 7 said like our 2005-06 season we found a way of gaining 1-0 wins at crucial times we need bodies in for next week but credit to Brown and Thompson Wrecker Blue App said Brown was superb today quality goal by Theo Doncaster did offer very little on goal hard fought but decent victory in the end Ruel's energy in the second half was vital as well yeah popular 32 so Brown and Thompson what a combination not sure you can change that I'd be interested to see who he goes with because Richie has always said if a player plays well he keeps them yeah. I don't know say but, we bring in a centre back yeah. in the week yeah. I don't know who you drop from that because I presume James and Hunt still go as yeah. the fullback. I think it'd be very harsh to drop Jordan Brown yeah. or Adam Thompson based on what we saw yesterday you don't drop Thompson you Hit can't. For me. You don't never, drop, he's the only recognised centre. You'd have a riot if you dropped Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. But you move him out of. Well, like like Richie said, like Barrow have probably got some tall big boys that they're going to lump it in the Physical, box. Yeah. Jordan Brown isn't going to win that battle. So do we play a three-five-two and and put Jordan Brown in midfield, for example? Go with three-three like Tom James. Um, Adam Thompson and and Rob Hunt. But if you, as they're, if you as do they're that, three. then who are you dropping out of Elmis, Prattley and Monker? Monker. That's not different difficult. player to Jordan Brown though. Yeah, like different player. 
It's a big, big question. That's the reshuffle. That's that's not my problem. Big thankfully. question. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gary underscore WR said that was our biggest result of the season by far on the back of the last three results injury suspensions etc fantastic response from Super Richie Wellens and the boys yeah Alex RC 077 said performance in the second half was the Orient team I know this year Archibald and Brown were mental today and also Burrell he changed the game completely Boats he said Jordan Brown was unbelievable uh, what an unbelievable performance from him amazing defence performance and worked really well with Adam Thompson a game that was always going to be tight against the odds um, decided by a worldie from Theodore and increases our gap on fall to a massive 17 points certainly did Sam Warman says Brown and Tom James were superb good uh, plaudits there for Tom yep. Thompson done well Rob was brilliant when he came on not the prettiest but a very important win get Brown on a two year extension now he looks comfortable in any position Ross McCaff said loudest noise in a long time at that goal Pure release of tension, like what you said earlier. Thought yeah. we turned the screw brilliantly after an appalling first half. Moncur in particular was poor. Could be a big result in the long run. And how about Jordan Brown? Rock solid. Can I just caveat my earlier comments about George Moncur? I don't want to be the one that's like knocking our players. I don't mean it disrespectfully. I mean it with the greatest of respect. We have huge respect for all the players in the squad. Everyone's contributing. Um, I guess it's just managing expectations. Okay, he's unwell and has been toothache and illnesses and all that. So it, just from my own perspective, it's not, mm. not a disrespect to George. I just think that we need to perhaps make some other alternative arrangements yeah, fair play uh, Oxu said universal acclaim for fantastic Brown but word of praise for Adam Thompson too on these first full game for ages and a clean sheet is a team effort yeah that's absolutely right Emmy Baker 2001 said Brown was amazing Ruel changed the match when he came on and Theo may have been missing the last few games but what a big player with a big moment Duke McKenna deserves a start digs in always when he comes on probably the biggest result of the season yeah, um, anything? No, no, authentic Gaz said a goal well worth taking from Theo. Couldn't be happier for him. And an air display from the parakeets that was worth the journey to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Steve LOFC said, what a result that I wasn't expecting. Fully deserved and a clean sheet. I thought Brown and Tomo were superb with all considering. Wouldn't have even guessed it was our first choice pairing that were missing. Yeah, good point there. LOFC 99 said, Jordan Brown. Fantastic, but special mention for Thompson, who's not played in months and looked very solid and composed. Wadsey said it was an incredible team performance today when we really needed it. It took a moment of brilliance from Archibald, but huge shout-outs to Thompson and in particular Brown. Is there any position he can't play? Really hope this is a couple, this and a couple of signings starts us on another winning yeah, run. Good point. Samuel LOFC 97 said a proper team performance. The change of system at half-time from Wellens worked really well. Brown and Thompson, outstanding. These type of games, promotion, winning teams get three points in. The goal from Theo was something special as well. Top day, all round. R. Coral, 1972, said, Much needed win. Brown was man of the match for me. Looked a natural at right back. Duke McKenna was really good when he came on and deserves a chance in the starting lineup. And just to make a point, um, Theodore Archibald was man of the match yesterday per the sponsors oh ok good point interesting I'm on Simon G. Cooper so like those parrots we are not dead deceased or bereft of life <laughs> and well done Adam Thompson it's like you've never been away 100 bit of brilliant tweet Simon thanks for that Seb Kane uh, said 17 clear of fourth with a vastly better goal difference that's the gap I'm looking at it would be lovely to be champions but getting autos is priority Probably the best six words I've seen. Spot on that one, spot yeah. on. Johnny Eppis, it's so simple to dissect this one. Job done. To a man, including the fans. Love seeing how together this team is with the goal celebration. And the fans answered Richie's plea and willed the team over the line. Goes on to say, this club. Yeah, you and Carter, 24. So good result against a very tough team, especially only having one fit centre-half who hasn't played for a while and a holding midfielder alongside him. Both of them were outstanding be interesting to see who we bring in yeah absolutely Phil VZ1 so it feels like we may look back on this match as a massive milestone in the season a new centre-half pairing 
coming off the back of a disappointing defeat, injuries and suspensions. So congratulations to Jordan Brown and Adam Thompson for the clean sheet. This one made me chuckle. K underscore Leontiev said, I noted the parakeets only rocked up after we went 1-0 up. Glory hunting birds, oh, obviously. Very good. <laughs> Love it. Let's K52. So given the circumstances, a free game scoreless run, injuries galore, that was some performance. And rightly, Adam Thompson and Jordan Brown will take the plaudits, but a word for Duke McKenna impresses mm. every time he gets on. Definitely one for the future. Looks dangerous and A lot sharp. of love for Duke McKenna tonight. Yeah, Matty LOFC Evans had a superb goal, a solid performance at the back and elation at moving clear to five points. Again, Northampton dropping points today was a lovely bonus. Jordan Brown needs a big contract handed to him. Fast for me becoming our player of the season. It's definitely going to be up there. It's going to be a competition, isn't it? Absolutely. Dan Happy, Jordan Brown, Paul Smith, Paul Smith yeah, being shouted Theo, Lawrence, Janine Adelman. So that game had everything. Return of Paul Smith makeshift centre-backs who turn out to be anything but thunder, lightning, swirling rain and an amazing display of parakeets. And oh yes, a worldie from Theo. Yeah, Casey Adams, LOFC, said 10 points clear of third, 16 clear of fourth is absolutely mental after the last week or so we've had Credit to the team and management staff. Yeah, Tim Scales, 94. So Theo needed that goal for himself as much as anything. Mm. Thompson and Brown were absolutely superb. Shift to back five, worked a treat in the second 45. Won against Barrow and that tiny blip will be forgotten about. And yeah. that win felt huge. Good tweet there from Tim. Absolutely. Doyle underscore Hooper said, huge result. Brown and Thompson looked like they played together every week. Great point. Prattley put himself about like a man in his 20s and Ruel's energy changed the tempo. Would have been happy with a point coming into the game, but that finish from Theo... What a way to win it. Still buzzing from that goal. Amazing. Yeah. Ben Whitlock, 13, said, After the meltdowns, we conceded one goal in our last four. And despite playing second and third, Brandon Thompson rightly get the plaudits. But the team as a whole won't let many goals in. Plenty of average teams we can get nine more wins from mm. in the remaining 21 games, with the others all taking points off each other. That's a great I, point. I've seen, I've seen a few tweets where, I think, like we said, the gap from like 6 to 15 is like minimal. It's like four, I think it's like four points. So those teams will all end up taking points off each other, which yeah. means that's only going to be a good thing for Orient. So mm. amazing. I think it was um, Gab Sutton, I think, said any team from 16th in League 2 from Grimsby yeah. could, in theory, get themselves in the playoffs quite comfortably. So let them all take points from each other. Let's just concentrate on our own game. You could even go to Crew in 17th on 29 Mad. points. So it's 29, um, <laughs> 29 uh, Crew, 30 for Grimsby, and then Tranmere. There's a bit of a jump to 34, but Grimsby have got and Crew have got two games in hand over Tranmere. Crazy. And then it's 38 points gets you in the playoffs. So there's literally nothing in it. Yeah, literally. Yeah, you're right. They nick points off each other. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, John Crab three said, if Viggs ever gets injured, put Jordan Brown in goal. That boy is an absolute class act wherever he plays. Getting better, ever reliable, an absolute uh, star. Good tweet. Essex Biz said, a massive result for us. Workmanlike performance, a great win. Another clean shoot with a patch up defence. This result puts the pressure on Stevenage for our game with them in two weeks' time. Oh, and just the 17 points clear of fourth place. Yes, please. Yeah, absolutely. Last few now then. Gorillas1985 said, You talked about Smith and Happy being player of the season. I think if Brown stays fit, he has to be a contender. How many games this season has actually played as a centre no. midfielder? Astounding wherever he plays. Special mention to Thompson for playing 90 minutes of football as well great tweet there thanks Lee yeah another great tweet it's from Gould Howe which is another example of why we need to trust Richie Wellens and this group the weakness was spotted and dealt with and inspired pairing at the back and a quality finish exactly when needed adversity can be a great motivator and actually this team of players is simply very good that is a bang on tweet Howard thanks for sending that one in yeah absolutely right Pank P 7 welcome back this was my first trip back to LFC for months for various reasons a joy to be among the best of fans a fab result parakeets and a magnificent downpour great stuff hope you enjoyed it and welcome back Steve Cab 121 said it's been more than three months since we've last conceded a league goal at Brisbane Road great seven stuff. games <clears throat> and 64 minutes or 694 minutes including injury time great tweet there from Steve I wonder if anyone at the club is uh, watching that or the statos or the statos yeah, yeah good tweet there from Steve final word of this week goes to Simon underscore J underscore Mills it's a new one for me what a win Jordan Brown was magnificent bit deep first half understandable pushed up second and the crowd drove them on then the goal then the parrots then the rain it was biblical it was a great <laughs> it tweet to finish was. with. Great final word there. So let us know if you agree 
or disagree with any of the tweets that have been read out, you can do that by tweeting us at Orient Outlook. You can do that by emailing us at orientoutlook.com or you can send us a message on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast or you can find us on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast yes that is that town and country Harlow prediction league update now covering London Essex and Hertfordshire town and country Harlow estate agents are run by two Orient season ticket holders and fans and with the podcast uh, have helped dozens of people move home and the best bit is they offer all Orient fans and staff a discount off their already competitive fees if you're thinking of selling a property or you're just curious as to its value save yourself a few quid keep it in the Orient family by giving them a call you can phone them on 01279 883 444 or at 07528 471 497 or they're on Twitter as well TNC Harlow or you can message at Charlie underscore Paul. Yeah, so well done yesterday to Alex LOFC, <coughs> Erkison, Wilka 300, Paul R. Gregory. It's the third game in a row Paul R. Gregory has got three points. That's well done, Paul. What the lottery numbers? Uh, yeah, Stroud Greeno, Steve Chaplin for Aced London Exile and Phil VZ1 all predicted 1-0 so he got three points. We did have one player who predicted 1-0 and failed to score. So well done to LOFC underscore Dan who took the maximum four points. So well done. You get a round of applause, mate. You certainly do. That means, top of the league, that tall O's fan is, is top on 30 points, followed by David Landau, 17 on 22 points. LOFC underscore Dan has moved up in joint third place with O's fan basing on 20 points, and they're followed by Ben Whitlock, 13, and Wings Mad on 19 points. Thanks to everyone for all your predictions. Had loads again uh, yesterday. Love it. Love the engagement. It is what we are about. Sunday, the 8th of January. Today, as we record this podcast, the Orient ladies were due to be in action against Hackney at their new home in Buckhurst Hill. Unfortunately, due to heavy rainfall, the game was postponed. Also today, we say congratulations to Theo Archibald. He made the Skybet League 2 and also the actual EFL team of the week. Well done, Theo. I can imagine Adam Thompson and Jordan Brown might feel a bit hard, hard done, done by, by not to get in there but well done to Theo always going to take the credit there for that goal not necessarily the EFL team of the week because that's Championship League 1 and League 2 but certainly that one of them should have got in for but no Championship last week uh, yesterday FA Cup third round so, so it's only, League 1 and League 2 it's only literally a handful of fixtures League so, 1 and, and League 2 and obviously Theo was the only one who, for Maureen who makes any it's based on stats they put a lot of Barrow players in um, did they? yesterday they won 3-2 away Salford obviously yeah. beat Northampton yeah Okay, fair enough. Congratulations also go out to former Orient Academy product, um, Sonny Perkins, for those that remember Sonny. He scored for Leeds United in the FA Cup today. Yeah. Um, so well done uh, to him. And also Sam Dolby. I don't know if anybody noticed that he scored for Wrexham yesterday in the FA Cup. He scored their opening goal. So it's great that uh, our youth have gone on to prosper. Yeah, I mean, Sonny Perkins, last-minute equaliser for Leeds away Cardiff, almost caused a riot. Uh, in the way it's well done Sonny and yeah well done uh, Sam Dolby always keeping an eye on Sam and his, ga- his dad Gary so also you reminded me of this this yep. time last year we were recording quite late in the evening because you was on the way back from Stoke Yeah. this time last year lost 2-0 away to Stoke we lost 2-0 away to Stoke although I don't feel that we played badly I don't think it was a 2-0 game but two moments of brilliance from their players um, saw us out unfortunately but yeah we were, in, we were at Stoke and it was kind of like the beginning of the end almost um, under Kenny Jacket, it was. it was like the tide had turned. We hadn't played for weeks in the league that for about right. three weeks Just in the COVID. league for COVID. Not in our camp, in other clubs. Yeah, but right. I don't believe that. I think it was Bristol Rovers at one point, wasn't there? That funery about them being on their way and then yeah, they weren't, or something memory. like that. Yeah. Um, so there was that so we, we had a bit of a stuttered start and then just for some reason just things went downhill with, under Kenny from then on in that's the biggest credit I can pay to Richie Wellens is that that feels like a, a long long time yeah. ago not you know I mean, it's only a year ago which is no time at all Yeah. as we sit here so at one hour three minutes twenty seven seconds let's wrap up this bad boy so fantasy football update Lewis Fear top of the Orient Outlook podcast fantasy football league he's on 1201 points he's one point ahead of James Denman in second place. I'm currently doing all right, 200th place out of 355 players. It'll be a bigger update in next week's podcast. So let's move on then to the positives and negatives this week. Yeah, all right, we'll do one positive at a time. Yep. Okay, first of all, we won the game. 1-0, yep. three points, love to see it. That's exactly right. Clean sheet as well. We kept that in the defensive performance that enabled us to do that. I think that's the 16th clean sheet out of 25 yes. games, which is fantastic, really. Third positive... 
Another wonder goal. What a strike from Theo. Things you love to see. We've been absolutely treated this season. So well done to Theo on an absolutely astounding goal. Yeah, and I know it doesn't probably need saying, but it is a positive that we are still top of the football league. That should be. That will always be a positive. Um, always. While we yep. remain top. Negatives in have two uh, injuries. First, sorry, two negatives. First up, injuries. So obviously Dan Happy will probably be out for most of the season at least. And Shad Ogie up out sorry for up to eight weeks we both players uh, a swift full recovery. speedy recovery absolutely the only other negative we picked out is obviously the fact that Omar Beckles is still suspended uh, for the next two games but fortunately he'll be back by the end of January yeah alright so let's move on to town and country Harlan hero of the week so yeah. we put this one to the public vote on Twitter we had four nominees as follows we had Theo Archibald obviously for his goal Jordan Brown for an immense performance at centre back Rob Hunt for his performance yesterday and Adam Thompson, again, for his performance at centre-back yesterday. And um, with an overwhelming 78% of the vote, the winner is Jordan Brown. Yeah, well Unsurprisingly. Done. Well, I thought Theo might run him a bit closer for that goal, but uh, miles. I think we had, what, 387 votes or something? 370 votes? So Jordan oh, Brown yeah. taking it by a big, big uh, way. So well done. To Jordan, well done to all the nominees. So moving on, next week's fixtures, just the one thank this week. So it all calms down a bit, gets back to normality. We host Barrow on Saturday, the 14th of January. Barrow currently six now in League Two. They came back from 2-0 down in yesterday to beat Mansfield Town away 3-2 on Saturday to get them back in the playoffs. So the last six, they've only won one, drawn two and lost three. Still in the playoffs, so they're going to be very keen to take the points. And that one win was yesterday away at Mansfield. It was, yeah, yeah. Be to big game them. Yeah, and, and that just shows you, like to your point earlier, how tight this league is and how anyone yeah. can beat anyone um, on their day. So sponsorship reminders, we wrap this up now. Don't forget, get in touch with John and the fantastic team of experienced florists at Carol Langley Florist on 0208 529 4130 or on social media at Carol Langley E4 or at Essex Beers. They're also on Instagram at Carol Langley Florist or just search Facebook Carol Langley Florist. Yeah, so that is it. And thanks to everyone who has joined us for episode 305. And not the greatest footballing spectacle, but a moment of magic from Theo Archibald was the difference in a game that will be remembered for that goal, the downpour and the parakeets and we have a need for reinforcements in this window will we see anyone coming in next week we will see but for now our makeshift centre back pair of Adam Thompson and Jordan Brown showed we don't need to rush with any defensive signings and next week we have a tough home tie against the prize player of candidates Barrow who won away this weekend so they won't be a pushover so let's hope next week in episode 306 we're talking about another win this time next week yeah if you're listening on iTunes please subscribe give a podcast a five star rating review it really does help beyond uh, what you might think so we'd be very grateful to you if you could do that uh, and do it wherever you get your podcasts from as well if you're listening on SoundCloud Spotify TuneIn or Stitcher add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them we're also on smart speakers we're also on the Fan Hub app so listening to this podcast couldn't be easier if you've got an older relative a loved one or an orient chum who you think will like the podcast please help them grab their phone download it and pass the pod so we'll be back with episode 306 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need so we look forward to hearing from you and as always keep calm stay safe have a great week and listen to the orient outlook podcast up the o's